Christ on Noel, welcome back to another Fearless and Devotion podcast, uh, as sponsored by the fattest of fat balls, the fat ball. Um, I do recommend the banging, banging Sunday roast that I had on last week, um, highly recommended, so get on that this week. Um, join us today, uh, two more uh, characters, stroke actual real life people from the Welcome to Wrexham documentary, which is um, drawing praise from all corners of the globe. So, welcome to the podcast, the most famous painter since Vincent van Gogh, Mr. Sean Winter. And, right. Good to see you, mate. Thank you. <laughs> and, also a man, and also a man who's chased out the likes of Phase One Records, Our Price, Virgin Megastore, and HMV, and everybody else that cares to, 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 to even think about selling CDs and DVDs. It is Mr. Mad for Movies himself, Rob Clark. How are you, Rob? Hi, you, mate. You okay? Was that a good, that was a good off-the-cuff intro? That was fantastic, that, mate. I'll have to, uh, you know, I'll have to put that in my ad next advert, I think. Yeah. I mean, the Vincent van Gogh was a bit of a cheap off-the-cuff one, so sorry about that, Sean, but, you know. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> it was that or, or uh, Da Vinci. I can't remember which one chopped off his ear. Was it van Gogh? I can't remember. See, yeah, again, van Gogh. all fantastic painters, so you could go either way with that, couldn't you? But, and uh, the crucial first question, are you still in a job? <laughs> Well, funnily enough, that job, uh, I'm no longer in it. I walked away from it. I, I had to, I, I had to, lads. I, it was it was enough. So I, I'm still painting, but it's a different type of painting. So I'm working in, um, with a friend of mine, we do, you know, it's more private work, and, it, and then we work in colleges and that as well. So so basically, I'm using every other colour under the sun, bar from that famous magnolia. Go on, yes. When you said private work, then I was like, please let it be life drawings. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be, yeah, yeah. And the model. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll we'll stick with you for now, Sean, because I imagine imagine it's been a bit of a weird 24 hours, is is it? Because you knew what was coming, but then when I spoke to you you last week and I I give you an idea of what had been included, because we were fortunate to see it a little bit earlier, you said you were surprised at what what was being kept in. So, just take us through the process of, of how your involvement first came about. So, so, so if it, I mean, this was, they first got in touch with me, the camera crew and, and John and his team, who've become very good friends of mine now, um, must have been two years ago. It was, it was when Dean Keats was still in charge and it, we, we just heard about all um, Rob and Ryan. And anyway, someone, they were looking for characters in Wrexham and it might be a shock to everyone, but my name popped up. <laughs> yeah so um yeah they got my number uh and it was charlotte who rang me she's not on the crew anymore uh but she used to be great she used to kind of handle me and um she used to she used to be the one to arrange where i was going and stuff um so anyway she phoned me and she's like she, you sound like a really interesting guy we'll, we'll get back in touch and then within 10 minutes the phone went again and they're like listen can we come and meet you i was like yeah so they come to my house uh, they had a lot round and that, had a little chat with me, and then the next time they came was with all the cameras. Uh, I, was with, I was still with Jam at the time, and she just couldn't believe it. They like so the house was literally turned upside down. They arranged everything where they wanted it to go. I had two big floodlights in my garden. Uh, there's a big black van outside, just full of stuff, and it was like wow. And Gemma was like, "Do you really want to do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no problem." So, so that's how it first came about. Um, and it was just, I've kind of been filming ever since. And I've, I've 
kind of forgot what I filmed, but but what I do know is I've, been, I've just been honest all the way through. I've just what you see in the guy you see in the pub, the guy you're talking to now. I've just been that guy all the way through. I, I never try to be not someone I'm not because you'd soon see through me. Uh, I've just been very honest, hugely passionate because I think I just that seeps through my pores. Um, yeah, and it's just I, I've enjoyed the whole process. Is there any, I mean, obviously you've seen it. We'll go through your, your bits in a minute from, from yeah. three mainly. Um, is there anything that, that was, that didn't make the cut that you thought I'm quite surprised that didn't, that didn't stay in. Is there anything well, I mean, I mean, I, I know, I mean, I, I know I've got a couple more episodes that I, that I feature in yeah. as well as you're probably in my head in a lot of them, but I know I feature, I think it's another two. So, but like, obviously I am seeing and I, and I wrote, uh, I'm pretty sure one, I wrote a music track about my mind and stuff like that. And I had a lot of cameras in the studio with me. Um, so I'd be surprised if they take that out because they were all quite taken aback about how deep I went with it. Um, I, again, just just honest. So I'd be surprised if that was in there, but I don't know what's in it. I mean, I speak to John, the guy in charge regular. You know, I, I just, I've become really, really good friends with a man. Uh, and Milos as well. He's... Um, He's another guy running it. Uh, so I talk to him all the time, but they don't give me, they don't tell me what's coming or, you know, like I was talking to you the other day and I didn't know what was coming. I was just, I was a bit, I mean, you've probably seen me in the, I, I like to make people laugh and I might, I, I'm a big character. Uh, um, I just didn't want that to come across the wrong way because, you know, I see the way people look at me sometimes. They must think, Christ, I bet he's a handful. Well, without quite knowing me properly, are you with me? Yeah. And I, and I think I think what I'm what I'm glad about like Gemma my, my ex I'm, I'm really good friends with her by the way she messaged me last night she said you you've come across really well in this and then I was nervous about my my mum watching it because obviously I've got choice language from time to time it's especially it's especially when I get passionate it is when I get really passionate I'll start to swear and um, so I was like what did you think mum she goes apart from swearing brilliant uh, a couple of people messaged me saying they had tears in their eyes and I've got to be honest I. I I had tears in my eyes watching my kids because it was like, wow, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, again, it's just a surreal experience, and, and like I don't know what's coming next. Just like you don't, you know, I don't, I, I can't quite remember what I filmed and what I haven't. I'll be surprised if the studio one's not in there, and I'd be a bit disappointed if that wasn't. But apart from that, your guess is as good as mine. You can't be having a, a bath every night if there's a hosepipe ban imminent in these parts. And you say you have a bath every night. I wonder if there's more to life than this. <laughs> but at the same time, if you're going home covered in magnolia paint. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair Do you know what I mean, lads? You know, hosepipe or not, there's got to be a bit of give. <laughs> Sean, I think the question we, we all want to ask you is what colour is your house? My house what do is. You use? So my house at the moment, I've got a dark grey feature wall surrounded by light grey. Right. Okay. Uh, I was, I was, do you know what? I was asked that question a couple of times yesterday. Um, I, I don't have my phone in work. So when I come home and I just put it on, I was like, bloody hell, this is nuts. And then I answered a couple of questions before I went to work this morning. And one was, what colour is your house and what colour do you like to paint in them? And so on. <laughs> have, you had any, have you had any text from former workmates saying, fair play? I wish I'd, I wish I could say what you've said. <laughs> yeah, I've had quite a few. Um, I like I've, I've replied to Chris Hughes. He's a great mate of mine, and I've just like he said I haven't seen it yet, but he said I've seen everyone going on about you, and I've seen uh, there's a couple of memes of me now and a couple of gifs or 
what have you? And he, and he said, I said, well, you know me. I said, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And he said, you know, yeah, we, we all know you do that. So, but I'm, I'm a type of person, I don't mince my words. Whether I'm in work, like I, what I said on that film, I'll say directly to my boss. Like yeah. I am just, I'm that type of guy. You know, there's, there's no, one, I can't lie to save my life. And two, I'm just, I think that's how you, how you be in life. You're just up front and I think people respect that. But I am in danger of going a little bit too far sometimes, as yeah. you probably seen last night. Well, I mean, you know, we, we've all been been guilty of that. I mean, it's just, you know, like you said, if, if, if there's anything fake about it, your mates would call you out. It's as simple as that. It's, that's the same for you, it's the same for Wayne, it's the same for Rob, for anybody who features. So we'll 100%. We'll bring Rob in in a second just to ask a few bits. But, I mean, I suppose the most uh, obvious question for me, on a personal note, I, I, you know, I imagine that there's probably a few people in here that, that have gone through similar things, but it's obviously the mental health aspect to it. It's it's um it's it's a bold move and it's it's one that should be commended. Um, I think it has been. I mean, I personally think it's you should know, hats off to you for, for doing it because you know we all know that what's been made of mental health over the years and even now, you know, blah blah men shouldn't bottle it up or you know, men aren't allowed to cry, all that sort of stuff. So to was that was that like a a subconscious thing or was that just a moment you said you know what it has affected me because the covid hit the split with Gemma, um, and then it just kind of like it, it, i think what you're getting at was this club and correct me if i'm wrong the club yeah. has kind of saved me it's kept your head above water i guess yeah uh, exactly that so it, it wasn't just a lockdown aspect like i've suffered since i was since i was 15 but then it was coming on I've got an overactive mind. I don't mind talking about this now. Like I think you'll probably see in a later episode when I do this track, I talk about at the end of this track, I do an acapella and I said this year I'm speaking out. Uh, so I, since I was 15, I, I was told I should be on these, on these, on this medication for just to slow my brain down a touch. But then I was like, I think you might have heard Tyson Fury say it before. He's he's really against medication and stuff, and and that's exactly what I was. I was like, no, no chance, no, no. And then it got to a point where Gemma was like, Sean, you can't go on like this. You you've got to go to the doctors. And then so I, so I did. I got a medication. On what I'd like to say, if if anyone is listening and and is struggling, like I, I got to the point now. It's time to open up, and it's time to. I bottled it up for so long, so long. People were, people were seeing anyway. But what I would say, if anyone is watching, like, no, don't be afraid. If your doctor says you need these medication, because it's the best thing I've ever done. Because all of a sudden, my mind started to slow kind of thing. And then I just appreciate life a lot more now. Whereas before, I hated it. I, I mean, I hated it. But as you just touched on the lockdown aspect, that was just the catalyst that just... So say if I was steadily going down, down, that was just like walking off a cliff. It was just, I was cooped up. I couldn't, like, I, I like to go to the pub. Even if I don't have a drink, I like to, I like to make, I love making people laugh. You've probably seen, I love making people laugh. I like going to the pub. I like sharing my problems in the pub. Uh, I like taking my kids out. We go bowling, we go to the cinema. I like going to the football. Football is the main one because, it, like, I've been watching this club since I was five years old, man, and I'm 35 now, so that's, that's 30 years. And, I, and I've, you know, I haven't missed too many games in that time. So for something to be taken away from you like that, it's like, oh man, because I think all you guys will probably agree. 
if you're having a bit of a bad week or something, but then Wrexham are playing on a Tuesday night, all of a sudden you think, ah, I've got something to look forward to there. Or a match day. Right, I've got something to look forward to. The Reds are playing. It's just, not just for me, it takes it off. You know, a, a couple of football fans have been touching me and, and, and said, you speak for a wider audience there, which I appreciate because it, football to us is like going to counselling for other people. And, you know, that's... I don't know if I'm explaining it in a good way or not, but that's I'm just trying to tell you how I feel, and that's that's yeah. how I felt, and, and that's that's how it comes across in the. It's where we let our hair down, isn't it? It's where we let off steam, and it's in, it's a form of escapism, isn't it? Basically, that's basically huge. I mean, I mean, I like to, I just, I just watch this town, and I just get lost in it. I mean, especially these days, we're lucky enough. I put a tweet the other night, um, just about the work rate the whole team puts in. Like you know, I compare it to you know when Wales play, and it's, even if Wales lose. You know for a fact every man on that pitch would have run as much as they possibly can. They put everything in. And that's the same with this Wrexham side. Um, so it just that gives me huge pride. So it just I'll come out, I'll come from the ground and I'm lifted. I'm like, bro, you know what I mean? Right, I can't wait for the next game now. And then I'm looking at the table. But as soon as you take that away, that's like when my kids leave to go to Gemma's. Boom. What do I go to now? Where do I t- you know? It's that's how I look upon it. Yeah. yeah. M- more than just a game of football. Yeah, well, no, that's very, very well put. It definitely is. But yeah, we'll, we'll Sean, great stuff. I mean, we'll, we'll come back to you in a minute. I've got a few of the bits. Yeah, no worries. Cheers. Um, Rob, thanks for waiting patiently. Um, all right. Your, I mean, first of all, your thoughts on, on the first few episodes. Obviously, you've got a bit of your own involvement in there. Um, is a it cameo appearance? I think is the uh, yeah, the but word. I mean, is I mean, I imagine you know that it's still the same because I know like Andy had his voice in it briefly, I had my voice in it briefly, and it's still dead nice and it's still like, oh, oh yeah, it's cool, absolutely. You know, I, the, the more I think about it, the more I, I realize how many people they've involved in this on varying levels, whether it's you guys, whether it's you know, Andy and I sound bites or, or something else, they've tried to get as many people in. In, in the well, possible. I think I think that's a key thing, though, isn't it? I think you've got it. You know, they, they obviously they want to they want to reflect the fan base and and you know, goodness me, you know, we, we've been watching all of us. We've been watching them for years and years and years, and uh, you know, we've we've seen we've seen some struggling times. I think that's an understatement of the century, to be honest. <laughs> a bit. Um, but yeah, it it, it it's good. It, it shows what you know. It. it it, show, it, it shows a fan base. It shows how passionate we are. What Sean was, was saying there, you know, it, it can, it shows how it affects us, hmm. uh, this club. Sometimes, you know, in the past, I've thought, goodness me, what did my dad do to me? You know, we've, we've you know, <laughs> taken me, taken me to the football, you know, in, uh, you know, when I was a kid, and and and, uh, you know, we've we've kind of, can it can really upset you, you know, when you're not doing well, or when you're struggling, you know, off the field or. or whatever you know it, it can be it can really bring you down and uh but there's there's nothing like it you know when you've got a game to play and you can look i do i was looking forward to that tuesday game the other day i thought i couldn't wait to get there you know and um thank goodness we got a win uh but uh, it does it makes it make it makes it worthwhile when you get a good result doesn't it and you see your mates and you, you have a good chat about it and it's uh it, it can be well, it can be it can be very rewarding, really. I think it can it can you can go from feeling feeling down to feeling very happy. Yeah, I mean, do you feel that this this documentary in a in a weird way? It's like 
you know, beforehand, like Pete Jones used to chronicle all stuff about the club in the form of various books and, and yearbooks and, and the mm-hmm. Wrexham history. So to have it brought to life in the manner it has been in such a well-presented and uh, accomplished manner, I personally think it befits the club. It's very fitting for the club. It's fitting for the town, the owners. And I always kind of come to the owners last because it very much still feels like they're lurking in the background to all of this. They're, they're underpinning it all together. But at the forefront of it is the likes of you, Sean and Wayne. And, you know, you're at the front of this to tell, tell us the story. And they're just in it now and again. Has that, has that surprised you that, that they're, they're sort of not shied away from it, but had less involvement, I guess? Yeah, I suppose it has really, because obviously it, they're telling a story, aren't they? You know, the, the documentary's telling a story and, and, and it's got to get it right. You were saying about those books about the peach. Pete Jones wrote over the years and other fans have wrote and and, and they're great documenting the playing side and everything like that but but nothing really has um captured the the uh, the passion of the fans before like like something like this it's, it's totally unique isn't it um we've seen documentaries before now I love a football documentary I watch doc, football documentary about anything but um mainly it's about the team isn't it yeah. um it doesn't really, you know. I, I suppose there are there are there are some that focus more on the on the on the on the fans, but um, but I think this is really unique because it's it's so the appeal of it's so global. You you could say about the Sunderland one, and um, you know, which was a was a big hit. But um, this is with it with the fact that you've got two Hollywood stars involved. It's it's gonna people are gonna watch it when they're not interested in football, and they have done, haven't they? Yeah. You know, everybody's watching it. Um, goodness me, the amount of people I speak to you know, from Rex, I mean, no interest in football at all, but they, mm. they're watching it because, well, obviously, because it's, it's it's the town, but they're watching it because it's it, it, it's the Hollywood aspect as well, you know. Uh, it, oh, it's fantastic, it's a fantastic um way of 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 showing showing how what we think about the club and how it how it how it the part it plays in in our lives, yeah. Excluding yourselves, I'll ask you first, Rob, then I'll ask Sean. Excluding yourselves, what was your uh, your main highlight of episodes three and four? If you could hone in any particular one. Um, highlight is such a, I don't know. I just I just think it carried on the story nicely. You know, it had obviously it 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 focused on us what we needed to do and, and needed to to rebuild from the off, and it showed. Show Parky getting the job, and obviously that's where I have my little sound bite. Um, I think that conversation with me and uh, Dennis in the shop was was for about half an hour, and <laughs> they've cut it down to that. You know, but uh, it, I think we went through a list of people who were possibly linked with the job. But I remember saying that I think Parkinson was linked by that point, and I thought you know he might be a good appointment, he might be a shrewd appointment for us. So um, yeah, you know, I, it, it's good that it it it, it touches on. Ryan and Rob and Humphrey and all them talking about who they who they who they want um, and how many candidates and uh, apply for it and 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 then it's obviously got the fans as well and what our thoughts are and where do we think you know where do we think it's going to go so yeah it was, it was it, I thought it led on nicely from the first from the first couple to be honest yeah yeah John what what did you take from the, the three and four. Then that's my, my, my favorite moments, bar my kids being in it, obviously, was the bit with Paul Mullin and, and, and his little one. Yeah. I just thought that was just, um, it just struck home for me. And then 
if I had a message off Paul Money out with Blue yesterday, so I had a bit of a chat. Obviously, we both got little ones, um, and that, I just thought that 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 show. I've always thought in his interviews, I thought he's a classy bloke. This one, um, and I just thought it just resonated again, and it just strengthened the fact. I just thought, you know, look at him there with his family and and, and his brother. I thought was funny. Never mind the Champ League. You know what I mean? I'm a Wrexham loyalist. Um, but just on the flip side to that, I don't know what you guys thought, but very disappointing in um, Jarvis oh, yeah, and Eden. Yeah, we were going to come to that one. I thought, I, I mean... Some, I, some, some, I'll some, leave that one with you. I just... I, <laughs> what did you make? Some of the reaction on Twitter, there's, there's been like a for and against camp. There's this sort of thing where, well, I didn't think it was that bad, but I mean, I just thought it, it come up across a little bit like... A little bit. Oh, it, was, it was just jealousy and a little bit of envy, wasn't it? Which is you kind know, of... The other thing I thought, too. The thing is he got his name wrong, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think that Mullins. was the most disrespectful thing. Calling yeah. him Mullins. Mullins, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I, obviously, his name isn't Mullins. So, you know, no. that, I thought that was a bit of a... There's no need for yeah. that guy. I thought I thought it was very, uh, very disrespectful. And uh, funny enough, I was watching that bit with my mum. And, uh, and they're going on about how much... Money's on, blah, blah, blah. So let me just put this into perspective very quick. So in the last two seasons, Paul Mullins scored something like 64 goals. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Jordan Ponticelli, who was in that, who was having a bit of a dig, what's he scored for? <laughs> so there's levels, yeah? And that's not a dig at Jordan, by the way. And then and then Cameron Green. Now he's come to Wrexham, and I actually thought he was, you know, I thought he put in a good shift for Wrexham, and I thought he was, you know, he's all right. What have you done to warrant any more money than that? You know what I mean? And he's looking at his pay slip saying, well, the rent's 864 quid. There's five of you lads living in the fucking house, mate. <laughs> Are you taking a piss, pal? You know what I mean? I'd love to you to get him on here with me. And then, you know, another one. I just thought it was... I and mean, then Dan Jarvis. Now, it's baffled me for a long, long time, up until last night, why he hasn't featured more for Rex. Because let's be honest, he's a very, very talented boy, isn't he? He's got Obviously, he's, got he's a fucking yeah. asshole. He is. He's, um, he's, there's a couple of brain, brain cells sparking up together, wasn't there, yesterday? There you that. go. I, I mean, it, it just said to me yesterday, that's why he's not picked. Not only did Dean Keith not picked him, Parky's not picked him, because let's be honest, he's a, he's a fantastic player. But for some reason, he wasn't getting in the team. Well, I've only seen five minutes of his attitude, and I just thought it was absolutely shocking, to tell you the truth. When we... When uh, we so, when oh, I mean, he looked. He looked a quality player, didn't he? As you say, you know, he, I, I remember seeing quality. Oh, quality! He had something about him. He, he, he could see a pass and whatever. But as you say, yeah. he, he kind of drifted away, and he was playing. He was a bit bit part player in the end, wasn't he? And maybe, as you say, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe he didn't. Uh, he didn't fit the, the ethos of the club. You don't know, do you? Face for the defence. I mean, uh, I think they've probably filmed. Well, like you guys know, they probably filmed loads and loads of hours of. Oh yeah, I'm not seeing that. Various people, and we see like a, a small period. I get what you're saying because I just think, for me, more than anything, it made me cringe. It was a bit like that, you know, like the David Brent moment. You just think, what on earth are you saying that for? Uh, and I think yeah, I just, I, I just it, it was his body language as well. From I mean, look, listen to me, sound like I'm an expert, but it's just uh, from from all that all I can give you is my point of view, and from my point of view, I just thought if, if my mum brought it up first. And I'm better. My my mum does not like football. She went to her first Wrexham game the other night in, I don't know, 15 years, maybe more than that. But she she doesn't know these players, and she's like, well, he doesn't sound. He, he, what did she say? Well, he doesn't look a very nice. Oh, he doesn't sound a very nice man. He sound very, you know. And I just thought 
you've, you've, mom, you've nailed it. You know, that's, it sounded a bit bitter to me, but then you don't know what, how much they filmed and, you know, so on. They Maybe they asked them and said, you know, what do you think about the fact that Paul Mullins obviously earning more money than you? Quite you know, possibly, yeah. So it, it might be a leading question, you know. Well, Cal, Cal Green has on Twitter that, I think he's replied to um, the account saying, what do we think of, of the, the next two episodes? And Cal Green's just put... Well, I think that they've stitched me and Dan Jarvis up, so, so they may, they may quite possibly, you know, it could oh, be... Yeah, so it's a I bit just of like a... the use of the Shane McMahon music, though. I, I love that tune. Money, money, money. I mean, ultimately, hey. they should aspire to, to, to want in to earn more money, and that's yeah. by can, being... Can I just say something very quick, boys? I'm sorry to stop you, but doesn't the camera put on a couple of pounds? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i tell you what i put i put that on him i mean mate in work goes you fat bastard watch this <laughs> it's the beard isn't it i just thought it was the beard <laughs> yeah well well maybe but by god I, I, they say the camera puts a, a couple of pounds on more like a couple of bloody stone looking at me yesterday wow. <laughs> it's, it's immortalized forever you're gonna love back and you know what you can tell I was having a rough time then. That's all you can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that> <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant. But you, you've both, you, you and Rob have both met the owners. Um, I know that. Just, just take me to that, that first meeting, Sean, because I, th- I think it must have been the turf, wasn't it? Was that when Wayne invited to select group of f- friends and family? Uh, and- well, it, well, it, I think it was Wayne. It, what Wayne didn't. I think Wayne was allowed his family and, and what have you there, right. but they had, a lot of them had to go in the back, and, and Ryan mm. would go through and, and meet them all. Because he was very conscious about COVID, but it was—I don't know—the di- the director, the whoever's in charge of it, well, John, he got whatever people Ryan and Rob. I don't know if they wanted to meet or what, or people who featured in the documentary. So we kind of got in there, and then uh, they mic certain people off. So I thought, right, I'm not going anywhere because I've been mic'd up, and then certain people had to go outside. And but it, it was meeting them. It was just, just like me talking to you now. Like I'm not, I'm not the type of guy. Like, oh, he's, fit. it's, it's not me that. It's not me. I'm not, you know. I, but I cracked jokes with him all night. We had a good drink, and it's just. I, I said to, I said to Ryan at one point. I said, I, we were on about sarcasm, and I said, well, you're very sarcastic. He, he, he goes, it's my job. He goes, I can turn it on and off like a light switch. But he's, he's what you do see. It really is what you get with him. For what I took from it, Rob is very, very tenacious. He's. Rob's the driving force. This is what I get, and such a nice bloke. Both of them, like I, I, I can't speak highly enough of them. And not not just them. The like I, I mentioned the, the whole t- the whole team. Um, John, Milos, all of them, Anna, all fantastic. But it was it was a bit it was a bit surreal, you know. I mean, I mean we got drunk, man. You know, when we were drinking by the aviation gin, and it was just I was like, what? Who are these people? You know, I'm used to just having a pint of Wrexham Lager and. And uh, I think um, Rob said, who wants a whiskey? Uh, and then Ryan being Ryan, always on the boy, he said, no, no, I'll just stick to the aviation gin. So I, the camera's on him, obviously, isn't it? So um, so we had a shot of whiskey and then and then we were just, it was just straight gin. I mean, I'll never do that again in my life. I don't mean drink with celebrities. I mean, drink straight gin because it was, it really was an experience. Is it fair to say that they kept up with with the Joneses on on the drinking front that they, they can hold their own, or were they looking? Oh no, yeah, certainly can. Yeah, I think Ryan called it a day in the end, and he said, "No, no, that's not." He goes, "I know my limit," and I was like, "Well, I don't." So you know, um, but then Rob, I, I think Rob Rob likes to get a bit more of a drink down in, but it was just 
just great blokes. You know, it was like I say, it could be me and you talking in the put. It was just fantastic. Um, and for, I, I'm particularly happy that we chose uh, the turf, Wayne's Pub, because he, he's, he's my friend and he, he's a great landlord. And I just think all the the eyes which are on the turf at the moment and the spotlight and never, I just think it's so deserved because that, you know, there's a few things that people don't know. Like Wayne, Wayne feeds the homeless on Christmas day and stuff like that. And so if anyone deserved it, it's, it really is that man and that pub, you know? Yeah, no, I think well put. But what, 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 I asked Rob the, the same question. What, what do you make of, um, have you had a bit of a, of a laugh with Wayne on, on the text and the phone calls of his involvement in it as well? And obviously he, he comes across, really well on it too you know he's again he's telling the story that what it means it all comes back to this central feeling of what the club means to the community and i think he's he's come out of it looking really really well as well because he's just bit like you said like you're being yourself genuine just he's just very very genuine i'm uh funny enough again my mom she must be wise this, this woman she said um she said he. She doesn't know Wayne. She's like I just said. He's just being himself. What you see. So so what you see with me on camera. That is just me. That is if you, you know, you, anyone who could sit down and talk to me in a pub. And I, I love to talk to people. And then I also love making people laugh and acting the idiot. So so that's me. That's that's the person you're going to see on camera. That's the person you're going to see in the pub. That's the person you're going to see in the match. Wayne, that the, what you've seen there is the, the exact person you see behind the bar all the time. He's not doing nothing different at all. Um, yeah, just just a really, I, I think Wayne's come across fantastic in it. Really, has brilliance. Uh, and again, you can see how much the town means to him, can't you? I mean, does he ever take a Wrexham jumper off? No, I think he sleeps in it, doesn't he? He's shocking. He needs really? to be wash. Yeah, time. I mean, the, the the man pulls pints in it. He flips burgers in it, and he goes to the watch the game. And now that is commitment. It's commitment, and it's a, he's. I reckon he's on commission for aviation gin. He's got to be. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say. It. I'm glad you did. Yeah, definitely is. Definitely is. Um, I'm pretty sure you you're not on commission for it, Rob. Um, I, I know you've. I, I, you have to tell us about the result of the uh, the signed DVDs and stuff because I'm not sure if that happened or not. But just tell us initially about your first meeting. Was it was it when they just walked into the market and filmed? I can't remember if that was. The first, first um, what? Yeah, it was a, it was a most surreal thing, wasn't it? Really, when you think, uh, obviously they came over for the the Maiden Ed and the Torquay game, didn't they? Yeah. And uh, um, I got a call from from one of the one of the team and from the, the production team and and, and said, uh, Rob and Ryan might want to come into your shop tomorrow. Uh, would you be okay with that? I was like, Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, go around. Um, but they said, Look, you know, you you, you can't have loads of people in there, you know, don't, please don't tell anyone. And, and, uh, so sorry, I had to keep it, keep it, keep it a secret. Um, so I told my wife and, uh, we, we, the boys were on holiday as well then. So we brought them in and, uh, that was it really. But, uh, they, they, they came in, uh, the, the, the team came in and, um, the security lot and, and, and all that made sure there was nobody really, um, you know, too many people hanging around and, and whatnot, but, Rob and Ryan came in, um, and uh, yeah, like 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 what you're saying, you know, they, they, they're nice guys. They came in, we're having a good chat, uh, asking me how long I've supported the club and how long, you know. That's uh, so why I said, well, since the '80s, I said we we lost my first game. I said we lost the first game I, I, I saw, and Rob says, well, snap. So did yeah, so did I. <laughs> uh, obviously, seen made made an game a few a few days before, and um, yeah, 
Well, they, did they buy it? No, but they gave me. They did give me a load of stuff. They gave me a load of a load of signed DVDs. Believe it or not. Um, they said, hey, "Yeah, you can have some of these." So they they autographed them. But I had a couple there as well, which I got autographed. Um, an always sunny one and um, a, a few Ryan Ryan Reynolds films. So for my own collection. Um, but yeah, they, 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 Ryan Reynolds came in. He he said, "Wow, I've never seen so many movies." He said, "You know." And he said, is there any here you've never sold? There must be one film that nobody ever buys, you know. And I just Green couldn't Lantern. help it. And I said to Rob, I said, well, we won't mention the Green Lantern. And I think he replied <laughs> with something like, um, well, not even, uh, Ryan replied with not even the producers could sell that one or something like that. You know? <laughs> uh, and he signed the DVD, um, Apologies in Advance, Ryan Reynolds, you know, which is <laughs> classic, uh, the kind of humour that you'd expect from him, really. But, yeah, you know, they, they, they're nice guys. They They... They were great. Um, they were great with you. Know, they were great with, the, with, with me, two boys and, and my wife, and having a good chat. And uh, yeah, they, they were approachable. And, and we've seen that, haven't we? You know, they've, they've come down the ground, and I think they were, you know, the last game they were at, they were they were on the car park having pictures taken with kids and whatnot. Um, you wouldn't expect it, would you? You know, you, you tend to think of these Hollywood stars as people who were well. You know, they don't they don't mix with the with the with the with the general public, but well, these two do, don't they? As we've seen, and they've got it, haven't they? <laughs> Otherwise, the the whole the whole plan for the club is, is gone. You know, if if they don't, um, they, they they it well, obviously they they part of it is the uh, is the is the interaction with the community, um, which they're doing grand. Guys, just ask something. Um, do we think this is actually gathering pace? Because I know it launched last week and there was a big sort of fanfare, but I've actually seen more sort of comments about about Welcome to Wrexham this week. I don't know. What, I don't know what you guys think. Goodness me. Um. Yeah. I. I, I think it, it. It's it's always in the news, isn't it? Of late, it does seem to be one of the top TV shows. Um. I think it said uh, there was something on Facebook came up. That it was a uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, certified or something, which Rated is meant to be good. That was it. <laughs> uh, what's that rated fresh apparently rated fresh apparently yeah so yeah you know it's still in it's still in the news there was something from from on youtube that popped up with an interview for with robin ryan with l um yeah, i think yeah. it's fashion thing um so yeah they, they took, they, they're always promoting it you know, the initial promotion was there with the posters and a few adverts and whatnot but it does you could be right andy you know it, it i think it could well gather pace I think I think it'll gather pace personally. It's it's like I mean, how many times do you go on the internet, you go on Twitter, and then and you see people raving about a certain series or a certain documentary, and all of a sudden, one by one, you start to get onto it, don't you? Mm. You know what I mean? And I just think that's just going to keep happening, keep happening. And I hope so, and I don't see why it wouldn't. Just because it's just it's how good is this for the club and for the fans and for the people and my kids see themselves on telly and 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 like you said, your kids meeting environmental. It's just. How good is this for for Wrexham? And Wayne said on a documentary, never has a town deserved it more. And it, it hasn't, has it? I mean, Spencer Harris was talking on the on the first episode or second episode and said, relegated, relegated, relegated. Rele and it's just been one bad owner after the next bad owner. And it's just like, you put it into perspective and you're like, this, this fairy tale, shall we say, it's wrote itself, hasn't it? You know Absolutely, I mean? we've fought for the club, haven't we? We, you know, we've 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 rescued it from the from the depths a number of times. You can go back to the eighties. I remember 
yeah. I remember seeing a program. It said SOS Save Our Soccer. That was like '83, and I think in the late '80s there was the the Wrexham revival. Um, obviously, we had the, the the nightmare with with Alex Hamilton, and and, and then from yeah. stumbled onto that out of that the frying pan into the fire with with Moss and Roberts. So as you say, yeah, never yeah. And, and and that's what we you know we we then we we. We save the club basically, and as you say, if if if, we, if anyone does deserve it, it's a club like us, isn't it? You know, we're not yeah. exclusive. Clubs have gone through the mill, but we 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 certainly we could have well we could have been buried, couldn't we? We could have been Macclesfield. Well, in, in all fairness, you know, we probably should have. Yeah, I, I agree. Have. Look at look at look at other look at other clubs to name a few. Chester, <laughs> yeah. uh, Berry, you, you you know, I mean, I'm not being funny. Us fans raised something like 126 thousand pounds in 24 hours. To save this football club, you know, I mean, I know this has all been talked about before, we know this, but it's just, it really does deserve it. And like I say, it's just, it, it, this story's wrote itself, hasn't it? Uh, and you mentioned before about Robin Ryan kind of being in the background of this documentary, you know, and just, and we're just let, kind of letting the people of the town shine, like, especially Wayne. And I, I just, I just think it's brilliant. I really do, you know. Touching on the bad news, reading review now. Um, on the Sun. Now, I don't normally point out the Sun because they're obviously my bitter rivals, but it's... I can edit all this out now. (laughs) It says it's the most beautiful story currently on television. And that's, well, better than EastEnders. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's... EastEnders is more of a beautiful mess. (laughs) Yeah, it's phenomenal, isn't it? It's just... I mean, honestly, now, boys, I, I... so I got in the van today, me and my mate Russ, and we put talk sports on. And literally, they're talking about the documentary. So I thought, I wonder if I pop up here. And um, and all of a sudden, they're talking about it. And they said, there was a wonderful bit with a fan yesterday. Uh, and he said, he flipping hates painting. And it was Hawkey, Hawksy and Jacobs. And he said, well, he, doesn't, he didn't quite say that, did he? <laughs> and, uh, they, they were talking about my comedic timing and so on. And I just, I just turned to Russ. I said... Is this happening? Is this fucking happening? Like, you know, am, am I in a dream here? You know, is someone going to pull the fucking plug in a minute or what? Because this is nuts. How That's surreal it. is that for you, though? How surreal is that listening to the radio and hearing them? But it, it, it was a, it was a fact that I honestly, I'm not, I'm not milking this for the fact that we we've been in the van no less than two minutes. It, we just put the radio on and it was on talk sports. And so he was talking about Wrexham, so we turned it up straight away. And then within the first 30 seconds, boom, I mentioned. And I just looked at Ross as if to say, you can't buy this. Uh, I, he, he keeps telling me he's convinced I'm going to be on Jonathan Ross or something. I said, oh, I'd love it. I said, I'd love a talk with Jonathan. <laughs> but, oh, man. It's just mad, isn't it? I mean, whichever way. Oh, looks, nuts. Absolutely crackers. I and mean, it's only going to go. The fact, that it, the fact that it is so surreal, I think that's what sells it, though, isn't it? You know, the fact that it's just so out there. It's probably the most probably well. It's the most bizarre Bobby. sports story probably ever, um, and that's why it's that's why people are uh, are following it because well, it's, it there's really nothing like it, has it? You know, it, it, it's it's well, I, I still can't get my head around it to this day, to be honest. I can't. <laughs> I, I, I can't. It's it's just the fact that it's just all this is happening to the club, and it's like like these two guys. It's all relatable, and it's I think Simon Jordan was having a kick off or something on, you know, like. <laughs> They just they just roll their sleeves and they get involved and it's just they want to be one of us, don't they? But you know, it's just not. I don't think I don't think there's any way. It's magic. That's all. That's all I can. It's magic for this, for this whole town. It's magic and it's just shining a light on Nexum so much. 
I was talking to uh, Martin, obviously from Canada. You would, you would have spoken to him, mm-hmm. and I met up with him last week, and we were talking. And it's just, what is happening here? You know, in this little town, but it's just everyone's. I can talk about my mom, and I, you know, how many people do we do we all know now that currently Wrexham never come up in conversation? We don't talk about Wrexham. We don't go and watch Wrexham. All of a sudden, they're buying a bloody shirt. They got they got the TikTok home and away shirts. It's just yeah. fantastic. It's just uh, the race course full bouncing. It's just it's just something else, man. It really is, and it's yeah. You know, I'm I'm like my old man lives away now, and he comes down sometimes, and he, and he's like, sure, he goes, I haven't seen it like this in thirty years. He just said it is just crazy. That that's all you can do to ex- to explain it. Crazy. I I regularly said, you know, the best thing about this documentary and the best thing about the takeover is is the interest it's sparking in in the younger generation in Wrexham Football Club. You know, yes. I, I, when I was in yes. school, you know, in the eighties and nineties, there was a handful. You know, obviously there was a there was a handful of, of hardcore fans and people who had a passing interest, but. You know, you you go to PE and most they'd be mostly Liverpool and United kids, and 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 that's been the the story for for many 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 a year after. But now I see it every day all these Wrexham shirts, and and you know it's it's marvelous, it's it's wonderful. I, I'm not one of these people who say, oh, I was there 1200, you know, against Halifax, and you know, loyal support. Great, fantastic. But you've got to grow the club, you've got to grow the fan base, and this is what this can do for us. And, and whatever happens in the future. Hopefully, you know, the fan base will grow and, and the interest will yeah. grow and that can only be good for the club, you know, wherever just, the fans are from, but locally, it's fantastic. 100%. And just touching on what you said there, um, like you get you get these fans, oh, they all jump on the bandwagon. Where were they, like, against Charlie? For, well, the fact of the matter is, when we were young, why was there so many Man United supporters? Because they were successful. Yeah. Now, this is the fact of the matter. So if you were a young... You know, young kid or whatever, and you watch watching, then you go and watch Man United. I mean, listen, I always watch Wrexham, but a lot of my mates still watch Man United. And but now, like you, like you just said, this is unbelievable for you. How, how many TikTok shirts do you see? Like I, I took, I, I said to Charlie, we were in the Yale stand the other day, and I just looked at the at the price, the mold road, and I just said, it's just a sea of red. Like when have you ever seen that before? It's just like everyone. 10, 15 people in a row wearing Wrexham shirt, Wrexham shirt, Wrexham shirt. We've never seen it since this club had been going. We've never seen it. And it's just, they're bringing that American touch over, I think, aren't they? Because, I don't know, it's just, I find myself absolutely just, yeah. you know, just, I haven't got the words for it sometimes. It's just nuts, man. I mean, I mean, they must they must do some serious business in that club shop now. And it's just, it's, it's all going back into the club, you know, it's, I mean, I think somebody I'm, said the other day about they went to Real Air Show and uh, there were loads of Wrexham shirts, people in Wrexham shirts there. Absolutely lo- loads of them, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, Bob, just touching on your involvement, I was glad when when I saw that you were involved because going back probably, you known you about 10 years now, I just remember thinking that times when I've worked in Wrexham Town Centre and popped in to see you, and you're your stall is almost always like a hub of Wrexham chat. Like <laughs> whenever they, like I think yeah. at the time it must have been to do with the ownership with Moss and Roberts and the WST taking on. I can just remember whenever you're in there, if you're in there for five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, you end up in a chat with some Wrexham fan who just happens to be passing by. It's almost like a little mini Wrexham FC community in there, isn't it? Well, funny, funny you should say that. I think that's why they, they, that's why my name went forward for somebody to to speak to about 
about you know, for the documentary. Um, it was Leighton Cox, who's uh, the cameraman on it, and, and and initially he wanted somebody asked, he wanted to do his own kind of documentary, I think originally, and just to just to get it on film of, of what was going on. Um, and he came in and spoke to me on a camera, saying, you know, what do you think and all this. And there were other people in the shop, and again, like you say. It was a it kind of, if anyone remembers the old uh, TV show in the in the 90s, Desmond's, where uh, you'd get all these characters talking about various things. That's the one. Yeah, my, oh, my shop. My shop has been called the, the Wrexham FC version of Desmond's, I think. But, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Leighton phoned me up and he said, um, a couple of weeks after, he said, you're not going to believe this, Rob. He said, um, the camera crew, you know, the, the, the production crew themselves have got in touch with me. They want to hire me. Are you up for speaking to them? And, and that's that's how I got involved with it. And they came in and they, they, they started speaking to me and, and other people who were, were in the shop and whatever else. And yeah, you're right. It, it kind of does capture that bit of, you know, if you like um, Monday morning when we've had a result either way, you know, people will come in and they'll moan or they'll cheer or whatever, you know, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll put the world to rights with everything regarding Rex and Football Club. And, and hopefully they've got a bit of that on the, on the documentary in the, in the future episodes. I wonder, I wonder if this is so popular in America because it shows something that, that Americans don't really see about Britain. If you sort of say Britain or, you know, UK to someone in America, they're thinking of some plummy sort of Downton Abbey sort of thing. But, you know, very, they, you know they, they'd never pick up something like EastEnders or Coronation Street. They wouldn't really have access to, to sort of like a working class view of what it's like to live in this country. And I wonder if they, if that's why they're sort of getting on board with it so much because it's showing them something a little bit different. I also think going back to the to the players in, in, the, um, in the house, I wonder why they showed that. And I think it's trying to show this American audience that these professional sports people and what they think professional sports people are. You know, if you sort of think about the, the, the NFL, it's, it's all it's it's one league, it's one sort of structure, and everyone is rich, rich as hell. This isn't the same. This is five five Very divisions down. Yeah, people sitting around, you know, haven't got anything else to do other than talk about how little they earn. I just I just wonder. I don't know what you guys think, Sean. I mean, if that's why it's really resonating with people in America. Yeah, I, I think uh, that, that's a, by the way, what, what a fantastic point that is. Yeah, I, I just think. Um, I think, like Rob said, he, Wrexham's got so many similarities in the people to Philadelphia because we're really, it's, it's a gritty, gritty town, isn't it? And it's just, yeah, man, I, I agree with what you're saying. I do big time. But I just think, yeah, it's showing off sports people, genuine sport. Like, for instance, you're the pyramid level. They show on um, the other day on on the on Humphrey Kerr, Humphrey Carr, sorry, talking about it. But I, mean, I think I think that will fascinate a lot of Americans because, like I say, it doesn't happen over there. It's one league, and and then it's just the college stuff, isn't it? Which it's surreal how many, how many people they get, but it's not like that for us. We've got one town, we support one, one football club. I mean, over there, so see Philadelphia, they got is it the Sixers? They got um, you know. The, it's, they just support all the all the teams, don't they? The basketball, the baseball, the uh, the American football. But, yeah, where, where's it? Where, let's be honest. Us, it's just we're not interested in the rugby. We're not interested in, in the basketball. We're just interested in the football club, aren't we? Um, and I, and I, I think people in America will find their find that quite hard to get their heads around. Maybe I don't know. We just 
as I as I find out when I'm talking to John and Milos quite a lot, it's just it's just complete opposites, aren't we? You know, um, the lifestyle, the culture, everything. And I just think I just think for them it's a fascinating watch. You know, I mean, how many programs do we watch? Um, like I watch All or Nothing on the, you know, on Amazon, uh, Maple, Maple Leafs and stuff like that. And, and you know, and I find it fascinating about all the American fans. And, and so they're obviously just looking the same at us thinking, wow, you know, what is happening here? Yeah, I mean, it's that level of commitment to a team that, well, they have to show a pyramid to show how far down it is. That's probably yeah. what they can't get their head around. That a team, I, yeah, is supported in this level by this town, even though it's nowhere near the Premier League and their players aren't rich. Exactly, and, and we're still it's showing, it's showing the real passion we've got, man, and the the grit, the passion. The, you know, it's just like it's a never say die attitude, and the, us fans we keep coming back and coming back and coming back, and um, yeah, like you say, they showed that pyramid the other night, and you're thinking. We got a big job here, but it's gonna happen, boys. It's you know it's gonna happen. But then, but then I've I've always had that belief. If, even if this, if they didn't come in at the start of every year, I still think we're gonna go and win the league. <laughs> I still think we're gonna, you know, that's just that's just the belief of a football fan. I think, isn't it? Uh, a real diehard fan. You know, we we don't change our colours. We don't. We're, we're in it for the long haul. This is the team we're we're stuck with, basically. That's what we've said for years, isn't it? We're stuck with these. Whereas now, you know, we're going on a bit of a ride. Tell us a bit more about this um, this song of yours, if you can reveal. I don't want to reveal too much of future episodes, but is it is it like a? I know it's 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 to do with the with the mental health stuff again. So I'm just curious as to what my my track. Yeah, I mean, what, I, what we're looking at? We're looking at an acoustic bit of grime. What we're we looking at? It's, it's so it's a grime. So it's it's I do the first. 30, 40 seconds acoustic, and then it goes into a ground track. I'll post it underneath the link if you want for the on the uh, when you release the episode. I'll post it there. It's on YouTube now. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just post it underneath. But uh, it wasn't. I mean, I've been in the studio plenty of times before, but this one was a bit different. So uh, it's Steve's studio in Ruabon, and it's just it's awesome in this. But so he's got a couple of cameras, and then I've got two big cameras facing me from the documentary. And then I haven't quite learned it properly, so I keep fucking up, keep fucking up. I'm like, oh, my God. And then, But the lights are shining on me, so it's just getting hotter and hotter. And it's only a small booth. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm burning up here. I'm just thinking to myself, just get this done and go to the fucking pub, Sean. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's, so I'll, I'll, I'll post it. When, when, you, when you put this out, I'll post it um, underneath for you. I mean, I'm guessing that's known in your in your closer friend circle, but I mean, do you have a stage? Yeah, yeah. Is it, have you got like seven albums? Is it like fucking Beatles back catalogue or something? No, no. I'm what, what I'm an MC and I'm I'm a club. I say I say that I've I've knocked it on the head for a while now because rather than being in a club environment and and hosting nights and uh, like I did, I did the Rock the Park Festival and you know yeah. stuff like rather than that, I just want to be I just want to spend every weekend with my kids, mate. That's all I want. I want to go to the match. I want to go home, take the boys for a meal. And then just dick about with the kids making dens and stuff like that. That's I'm not interested, mate. I mean, that that was kind of one reason what drove Gemma away as well because I was every weekend I was out gigging and and then what comes with that? You know, you finish, you're in a club environment, boom, you're on the booze. So I've, I've had enough of it, mate. But I still what I I'll write stuff that comes to my mind and 
I've got plenty of tracks still in me, but that's why I know it's got to be perfect for me to release it. I just, but it's got to be personal as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm just taking a break from it for now, you know. Fair play, fair play. I, I was, I was, I was trying to think of some shit fucking um, stage name for you to have, and I'm stuck. I was gonna somebody <laughs> with the magnolias with a Z. Yeah, I was waiting for the magnolia shout, lads. <laughs> well, it's been you know at least what? an hour since we mentioned it, so yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I've had it a, a good, a good twenty-five times today, I reckon. And let's be honest, it's only just gathering pace, isn't it? Yeah. Joel, can I ask you one thing? Because being an avid DIYer, I've never seen someone put paint in a plastic bag. Is that how the pros do it? Well, I'll tell you now. That this, so they caught me on a day. Not So normally it's called a scuttle liner. So you have your scuttle. So rather than getting paint on it, and, and what tends to happen with paint, the next day it might flake off a bit. So then you get flake paint in your, you get flaking paint in your next bit. So it goes into the wall. So if you put that in, you've got no... Nothing's going to go into your wall. You've got no bits in your paint because it's a brand new one. A little tip for wow. you there, guys. Yeah, well, thanks for it. Next time I'm doing my Magnolia, I'll, uh, I'll uh, pop that on. Yeah. Well, as long as you don't fool me to do it, we're okay, aren't we? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even have Gilpin down as a DIY, DIY expert. What have you been knocking together? Almost definitely not. He's definitely not. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> like He's fucking splendid, no? <laughs> Varying degrees of uh, success. Yeah, degrees. There we are. Coming out onto the colours, what should Rex? What colour should Wrexham Council paint their houses? That's why. Well, I, I mean, black. people say to me, well, "What, what colour?" I all say red for Wrexham. I do. You know what I mean? But, but listen, I mean, let's be let's be honest. Painting a council house down Queens Park half the time it's not the prettiest, is it? Let's be honest about the situation here. You know what I mean? And, and it's not only that. You've got the other tradesmen bumping into you, and it's just. You know, once you've done like a hundred houses, enough's enough, man. We all have to pay our bills, but I'm just—I'm a bit of a dreamer. This will probably pop out in the in the documentary. I'm—I'm I'm a bit of a—I always think something's going to happen to me. I—I I always think uh, life won't be like this forever. I always think there's something around the corner that was going to happen. I just—I just—I believe in, in like a better life, and I believe in like—I just dream about stuff. So I'm like, you'll—I'll be painting. I'm like, what the fuck? Is going on here, Sean. You know what I mean? Something's gotta happen soon. So well, like you I got, say, you got you got shit faced in a pub with Deadpool. It's happened. <laughs> One of those things. Yeah, there happened. you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, there you always happen. But but I still think someone will top that. In my head, someone's gonna top that as well. So yeah, and, and let me tell you, boys, we was shit faced big time. <laughs> did, anybody, did anybody puke? No, I I did after. I'll tell you, <laughs> I did after. Uh, I, I think James was pretty close to puking because he seemed. I think we did a little video. I did a little video, didn't I, with um, with Ryan uh, for Rexman for the Rexman Lager page, and, and James was popping his head in. And it's only after I looked it after I thought, "Ooh, he looks pissed in that." <laughs> but, uh, what what an ex- what an experience, man! It was. It was great, and hopefully, I get to meet him again. You know, and maybe I have a few more drinks with him. Who knows? Really, really hammered on to me the other day, you know, when, when they were over the other day and um, obviously they were signing autographs and whatnot. And when Charlie insists on we go around and meet the players after the game and get the autographs on the programme. I think he's met Paul Mullen about 50 times now, but he always, always wants a selfie with, with them all and, uh, and, and an autograph. And then someone said, Robin Ryan around the other side, you know, some people were like going there anyway. So we strolled over and Charlie was like, come on, come on. Anyway, Ryan had already gone and Rob was getting on the bus. And I said, oh, sorry, mate. I said, we went quick enough, you know. And he said, oh, don't worry, Dad. He says, um, he goes, I met him in your shop anyway. And then he said... Oh, um, brilliant, you know, man. Like that. And then he goes, um, and, then, and I said to him, yeah, you know, 
this is it. They're going to be here again. You know, it's not going to be a one-off. This is going to. This could be. This is going to be a thing for the next well five years at least, isn't it? They're going to be coming over regularly. You know, so I, 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 think, I, I honestly think I, Rob told uh, when I was speaking to Rob in a pub at time. He said to me that he wants, he wants, they want to be remembered in a hundred years' time at this club. For, for they want to be talked about in a hundred years' time for what they've done for this club. Uh, and I, and I honestly think they've caught the bug massively. I think you can see. It's, listen, they're not put, they are, they're actors, but they're not putting an act on. They are bought. I mean. They've bought in big time. They feel what we feel now. This is they're just as invested as anyone. You know, I mean, how many times we had? Oh, listen, they'll come. They'll do a documentary. And they'll fuck up. Listen, that ain't happening. They're here for the long haul. They 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 love it here. You know, but they, but you can tell they just love it here. And and I think I won't be surprised if he passed it down to their family when for when they've gone. I I just think I think they're that committed. Yeah, they, they they they're that high profile as well. They they're not likely to bugger off and build a B&Q. Well, they, you know, they're too high profile. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, that's the good thing. And I think St- some Stockport fan was having a pop. Well, they'll they'll go, I, I said to him, I said, it's more likely the Stockport owner's going to get fed up before these two do. You know, he's, he, it, it's, as you say, they, they, they're that high profile. There's that much riding on it for them. Why would they, you know, why, why would they, why would they do a, why would they, why would they run and jump, you know? I think, uh, most definitely, I think they're genuine guys, and I think uh, as long as they've got the right people running the club for them, um, I think uh, the future is good. I think this I is it's, it's grown Rob's profile as well, isn't it? To a lesser extent, because I mean, I wasn't a massive, I wasn't into sort of it's always sunny. I wasn't really, I couldn't tell you who was who at the time. But I think you know, in America, he's well known, probably less well known here, but it's obviously his stock has, has risen and. Yeah. A lot more, a lot more people over here now know who he is, and they're now checking out his back catalogue of work. So it's kind of, yeah. kind of twofold in a way, especially absolutely. I, I didn't know a lot about you know, despite having a movie shop, didn't know an awful lot about uh, all of a sudden other than Danny DeVito was in it. Yeah. Um, because one of my Facebook friends kept posting like these memes and whatever with about Danny DeVito. So that's about my extent of. I'd heard his name, uh, but I didn't know anything else really about him. But as you say, he's huge in America, but not so much. Over here, but uh, almost definitely now, you know, he's uh, he's he's known now, isn't he? Obviously, he's uh, in uh, involved with uh, with this, which is obviously one of the the highest uh, high, highest interesting um, TV shows at the moment. So that that surrealness for me will peak when Danny DeVito's in town. The real loving loving yeah. to turn not the shit fake one that strolled across the turf car park. But yeah. what a funny guy! What a funny guy! He's all I I. I I started to watch Always Sunny before he bought it and I couldn't really get into it. And then obviously Rob bought it, so I tried. And I've got to be honest, I'm on my second time around watching every episode. I think it's that funny. I've really got into it. And Danny DeVito is just fucking hilarious, man. Mate, watch watch a film called Twins if you've never seen it. Him and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Watched it with Schwarzenegger. Really Unbelievable, is. mate. That and obviously the penguin, Batman Returns. I mean... The penguin, yeah, the penguin. That's got to be his best character, the penguin, man. That it's was surreal, awesome. It has to be up there, doesn't it? it has Gotta to be. be, man. Yeah. Man, if, they do, if they do a film about Wrexham Football Club, he could definitely play Gutterman, couldn't he? And his That's Gutterman, yeah. There you go, Gutterman. <laughs> he plays body as well. We yeah. mentioned Hamilton tonight. I don't want to go jump ahead too far in the series, but I've seen an episode called Hamilton, and I'm pretty sure. That is not about the musical Hamilton. 
Uh, and I think a little, a little bird has mentioned to me that a man called Rob Clark made sure that one of the bigger <laughs> villains got mentioned during the documentary. We won't jump ahead to it too far. Any truth in that? Yeah, um, I think I think to get the full story, you've got to know the history. Um, and and it was dark, a very dark time for the club when 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 that owned the club owned the club. Um, I don't know how much they'll do, how much they'll play in about Hamilton. You've got to be very careful what you say, haven't you, about people. Um, but it was in a court of law that he 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 well basically he was in the wrong, wasn't he? So uh, he's the villain. He's the villain. He's hey, a villain, isn't he? Dirty so, soul rag, mate. Fuck him. <laughs> whatever, whatever happened to him in the end? Because I remember going to Hell Bands and chucking all the balloons in his driveway and all this, that, and the other. But I can't even remember. I remember speaking. This is a slightly bizarre sub story to tell. But I remember like, probably Wales away trip somewhere at the time when all that was happening. And um, some lads mentioned uh, oh, there's a bunch of Cardiff lads over in the corner. Um, all the soul crew lot, you know, the Cardiff Cardiff mob. I was all oh, right, okay, okay. He goes, he's, he's heard all about this, um, this this Alexander Hamilton chap. I was like, oh yeah. And I was like, I don't even know where he's going with this. And he kind of like alluded to the fact. He said, he said if if you if you it went all Sopranos, and it went well. If you win him gone, you just have to ask one of those lads over there. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean, win him gone? He goes, he goes, you know fucking very well what I mean. I'm like, what what's happening here? I'm I'm in some weird bar in. You and your kid Corral. It was I was like okay. So you want me to go and speak to one of Cardiff's most notorious football um, hooligans and ask him if he'll um, put Alex Hamilton with a weighted belt into the Pacific Ocean or something? It was very a weighted belt, yeah. The big boss. I haven't from since. Yeah, we. I think we've, you know, we we're old and all old enough to have experienced that, and, and it was a, it was not just a low point for the club; it was a low point in my life, thinking I was going to lose the club without crack I, I can remember, I can remember. Do you remember walking? I remember uh, me and my mate Gav, Gav Thomas, and we were walk, we were we'd be outside going nuts when he was come out to play his entrance, and we remember uh, walking around the pitch with that massive flag. Uh, I think it was like half time or something like that. Um, and we were just, you know, like, like walking around with this flag like this, you know. Uh, I can't remember who we, had, who we were playing that day. But, yeah, I, I remember also. I, I can remember the time he was in the cop. He walked, I don't know if any of you guys were there, but he, he, he walked yeah. into the cop. And I, yeah, I was there. I was, I was literally by there, and I, I just thought, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, I'm not sure if someone chinned him. Or so, he got anyway, a big bloke, yeah, wasn't he? He was a big bloke. He got, he's a big book. I, I, I think, I think that's what he was looking for. To be honest, yeah, I think he was looking for something. Yeah. He, he was, but, and, and then security come. But he was like, "What was he doing in there? What, what on earth? Would, you know, I just thought that man has got some front." So who's going to play him then? In the, who's going to play him if there's the film? Oh, I um, think uh, it'll have to be one of those Hammer Horror act, old yeah, Hammer Horror. Who's going to play alive, Human Monster? Is he still alive? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be that one. Human Monster, yeah, Old Herman. Um, but yeah, yeah what, what, what's what's the deal with him now? Because he sank like a stone, never to be heard of again. I mean, probably on some private island somewhere. I don't know. He made he made yeah. a few quid, didn't he? I think he didn't he take the money for the Lex Lex training ground. Yeah. I think he, he made a few quid, and he made some money off a property deal in Mold. So I'm told. So people like that, you know, they, they, they'll rip off anybody, or they'll, you know, they they don't care, do they? Just 
He's probably still well, going. The fellow who yeah, said we've got to be careful. Well, What's that? What happened to the fellow who said five minutes ago we've got to be careful? Well, now, no. you say, now you're saying people like that, they'll rip off everyone. Well, okay, yeah, you can edit that. All right. What I'm saying you can edit you know, that. <laughs> Leave it in. He's the kind of character that, that, that you know, he's, 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 he doesn't really care who he upsets, let's just say, does he? No, but, but no, we're like keeping the first one in. Be quite funny if he crawls out from under his rock if his name <laughs> and like gets <laughs> rock back. Hey, it won't, it won't surprise me so we can get a bit of airtime on this documentary or whatever. Try and get his, um, his side of the story across. You know, one, of, one of many crooks, isn't it? He's the supervillain at the top of the tree. And then, yeah. and then long blind. He was, he was, he was, he was, you know, he, the fact that he was, you couldn't reason with him. You could see what Moss was trying to do, maybe, or he Roberts, you know, they were, they were just nasty people. But he was, he was a strange character, Hamilton, wasn't he? He really was weird. <laughs> you know, it, it, it he seemed to take more pleasure into in, in in misery, didn't he? He was, as I say, he was like some kind of weird Marvel villain, wasn't he? You yeah. know, a horrible, uh, horrible individual. Yeah. Horrible man. But let's let's try and end in on. This, on a high because we don't want to talk about that pan face toss pot. So let, let's figure out <laughs> something else. Let's let's go forward. Let, let's let's rejoice in the fact that at the time of recording this, we're second in the league. We haven't really. Um, hits all guns blazing yet. We're going to Dorking tomorrow, if or well, today, depending on when this 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 is released. Um, it's not looking too bad, is it? What, what, what do you make of it um, so far? You know, is it six games in? What are we thinking, Sean? I I I think we look honestly. Um, I thought the I thought the first twenty minutes the other night were absolutely fucking outstanding. Um, but then sometimes with football, things don't or, you know, things don't pan out as per, but all Wrexham could do was keep the pressure on. And I just thought, I thought they were good the other night. I, I'm just impressed by the work rate. And, and I honestly think, I mean, look at this time last season, we were nowhere near where we, but whereas now we've got goals everywhere in that side, mate. We really have. Um, I mean, I look at Elliot Lee when he come on the other night. It's just, I think, I think, yeah. I think Wrexham fans panic a little bit, you know, because of the stock we've got now and because of the players we buy now and because of the money we have now and the owners, that doesn't automatically buy you the league. But momentum and, you know, carry on playing, carry on growing, I just think, I honestly think Wrexham are going to win it by a margin. I, I, I think Chesterfield will be right with us, but I think they will fall away and you can... Quote me on this. I think Wrexham will win it comfortably. I really do. I just think, I look at that side and I just, the way I sum it up is any number of those players in that side could be a captain because they all play like one. Toza, Hayden, Young, Young, I think he's fucking phenomenal. Then you've got Jordan Davis, uh, Paul Mullen, Ollie Palmer. They're, they're all captain material in, in any side, aren't they? I think you'll all agree with that. And we've got more than one and, and 11 players. I just think, We've got too much about us. I just do. We've got too much now, too much grit, heart, characters. I think we've got it all. We're not We're not going to have it all our own way because this is the National League and we know how tough it is. And there's a lot of games, a lot of games to play, but I just will have too much this year. I honestly think that. Do you concur, Rob? Um, we'll always score goals, don't we? You know, look at, look at the players we've got. Um, 
Palmer and Mullin, Jordan Davis. When's the last time we had a, a, a midfielder that scored 20 goals? Goodness me, we, we hardly ever have a, a striker that scores 10 goals, never mind a midfielder that gets 20. Mm-hmm. But Elliot Lee, as, as what Sean said, you know, the guys, the guys are cut above, isn't he? I, I just, if this is not, if this is what he's like when he's not fit, how good is he going to be? Yeah, it he's, does concern me. Class, he really is a little man. bit defensively. Um, I know a lot of people have gone on about the midfield, and I'm going to be another one of them. I don't think we got the balance right in the middle of the field. I think I think we've got Luke Young, who's a great player. I, I, I love him to bits. I don't think he's a defensive midfielder. I, you look at his record; he used to score a lot of goals before. He's been playing further further back, so he's he's more of an attacking midfielder. James Jones is the same. Jordan's the same. We've got nobody there that can sit and just dictate play a bit. Now, I said about Peter Ward or Darren Ferguson, that kind of player, but somebody somebody said to me, well, you don't really get those kind of players anymore. I I don't know, do you or not? I I think we were spoiled. I I, I think John Davis is one of those players. Well, John Davis, I think possibly in a few years when he, I I think he he would probably play that role, you know, more of um, of of a... if you like a somebody a, a, a midfield, an influential midfielder that will, will will spray the ball around a bit, but at the moment I think you've got to you've got to you've got to get the best out of him, and that's by putting him further upfield. But then you've got Lee, so how can you can you play the both? I don't know. Well, I, I think Lee. I mean, he, he often switches. I mean, when we got our back up against it, he goes to a four at the back and he plays a diamond. Well, obviously, if you put Davis on the left of that diamond, whipping him in, you got Lee. Spearhead the diamond. That's when that's when it, it works perfectly, I think. But he's never going to go with that, is he? He's always going to go with the five with the three. Uh, and, and I don't. It's either Davis or Lee, for me. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think if you're playing that system, I think you've got to play. I mean, listen, we're, we're not flipping managers, but we we put our opinion across, don't we? I I, I don't think you can take Young out of the team, and I don't think you can take Jones out of the team because the fucking work rate is phenomenal and they break things up. So for me then, you're either going to Davis or you're going to Lee. One or two. But if you play that diamond, all four of them play. I don't I don't I don't think Tom so Connor even comes into the in, into the picture for me at the moment. I haven't well, seen, I seen enough of him really to, to this is it. He's no. been a bit of a disappointment because he's he got oh. injured and then when he yeah. when he played though, he, he he seemed to play further upfield than I thought he was gonna play. I thought he was gonna be that player that would sit. And, so so uh, I, but what I, what I have seen, I haven't I know he's a very good player, very good, but he doesn't get he doesn't get ahead of any of our other midfielders for me, not at the moment, no chance. But it, that's another player we you know you get him bang at it really fit. That that could be like a, a new signing come January, couldn't it? It worries me when we when we do whoever we play, we always seem a bit vulnerable when pe- when when players when the opposition run at us through the middle. We 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 I don't know somehow we we can't seem to cut it out and it, and it exposes the your back three well your, your back three central defenders and exposed yeah. I feel yeah I know what you're saying yeah but but if you you know we we if you've got the likes of Lee Mullin. Palmer on the field, Davis. You've always got a chance of scoring more goals than the opposition. You could argue, especially with Tozer's long throw. What a weapon that is! Well, absolutely. And then you've got Hayden on the end of him. He's good for eight, oh, ten he, goals. He, you know, the man is—he's absolute dynamite. He's, he's the best defender since Manny Smith, isn't he? He's just unreal, man. He's up there. He's definitely up there, isn't he? So, like, it's that you know. Clayworth as well. We could go on and on and on. Oh, Clayworth! I'm so I, I I could talk about Clayworth all night. He's 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 going to be championship when he's all the way. I'm telling you right now. I think he's that good. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Anyway, boys, it's been an 
absolute pleasure to have you both on. It's um, thank you very much, lads. It's enlightening. Yeah, it's it's intriguing. I just think it's great because you know it's not just for us to, to have like ex players and stuff on and current players to kind of dig a little bit deeper. It's always nice to sort of get the stories of the fellow fans as well, you know, documentary or otherwise. So it's kind of nice yeah. to, to, to to listen to you both. So thank you massively for joining us. Anytime. No thank you very much, fellas. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Look after yourselves.